saving God, the prophet Anna and the righteous Simeon sang your praise and proclaimed Jesus our Lord to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. Let us who seek redemption in this day prepare our hearts that we may believe the good news of Jesus, receive the light of salvation, and be open to the Holy Spirit's calling to live according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. I can imagine that uh, when Mary and Joseph and Jesus showed up at the temple, it was a lot like our baptism today, with joy and lots of community. And in this reading, Luke tells us of Simeon's prophecy, revealing Jesus as God's agent to bring about revelation and salvation. He also tells of the sacrifice that this will require, as well as the pain of sacrifice for even Mary. Jesus' mother will feel this also. And Anna, a female prophet, validates the recognition of Jesus as God's sent one. God chose to be embodied in humanity in order to bring us salvation. In this ritual, we see both Jesus' divinity and humanity revealed as he goes through the ritual of dedication that any other Jewish male child would. The story of Jesus' presentation and Mary's purification in the temple is very important to Luke in that it highlights Jesus as a Jewish male whose family followed the laws and traditions that had been set down in the Torah. Let us listen to the word of God in Luke 2, 22 to 40. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Master, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory of your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be, and to be, a sign that will be oppressed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanal, the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, 
then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped there, fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Israel. When they had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. In this story, we see Jesus recognized in the temple, the holy place for the Jewish people in Jerusalem. But what is really fascinating and gives the readers a glimpse of what this child Jesus will do, turn everything upside down, is the recognition of Jesus as the Son of God by two ordinary people, Simeon and Anna. We don't hear the holy men announce his coming or recognize his divinity. It's these two old people, like the multitude of sinners, saints, prisoners, and just ordinary people who will recognize and claim Jesus as Savior. So Mary, Joseph, and Jesus enter the temple. Can you imagine what it must have felt like? They had traveled to Bethlehem, had a baby in a manger, fled to Egypt, and traveled back to the temple. Imagine how tired we are after we have a newborn, and then add to this tired, dirty, hungry, probably lonely without family or friends, having spent possibly their last funds on the sacrifice. And as they enter the temple, they are greeted as royalty by Simeon with song. Simeon is open to the Holy Spirit, and we see how the Spirit works in him. This is not a chance encounter in the temple. The Spirit moves in Simeon, and he is there. He has been faithful and patient, always believing that he would not die until he saw the Messiah. And when he does, he explodes with joy. What would our lives be like if we were as faithful and patient, if we didn't give up easily or allow ourselves to be distracted? The first two chapters of Luke are filled with prophecy and song, An angel brings the prophecy of John the Baptist to Zechariah, his father, and to Mary about her pregnancy. These prophecies are answered with song, Mary's Magnificat and Zechariah's answer to John's birth. They are two of the three canticles in these three chapters. The last is the text we just read, Simeon's response to witnessing God's redemptive presence in the temple. None of these three were musicians. They were ordinary people like all of us, two old men and a young woman, whose only response to the experience of God's action in their lives was to break into song. Their souls burst forth with joy that they could not contain. Singing is a very important part of our heritage as God's people. These songs were the vehicle through which the stories were passed down from generation to generation, long before it was written down. We shouldn't be too surprised because, after all, the psalms are hymns. We remember songs, the exact words in the songs, 
We usually don't remember every word to a story if we are just telling it, or we'll struggle to find the words, but we can jump right into a song that we know. Music can say and do much that we're unable to. We're teaching the children the Lord's Prayer in Sunday school through song, which, not surprisingly, has made it easier for them to learn. We struggle to find the words to articulate our sorrow or how to hold others who are grieving, to hold empathetically what they are unable to do. O come, O come, Emmanuel, that we sing this season, based on Psalm 74, cries out for what has been lost, while acknowledging what God has done, can do, and will do. The song of lament is one in which we can sing and hold the hope for the future when those who are afflicted cannot. Hold the hope until they are once again able to sing. It resonates with me during this time of war and strife throughout the world when we feel helpless. It's a way to pray and hold hope for all of us, hope for the future. I have admitted to remembering very little about my Hebrew in seminary, but I still can sing the Shema, an important Jewish prayer, because we sang it every single day for three months. And I have sung it in the hospital to Jewish patients because it's one that they remember and resonates with them. I only remember it because I learned it as a song. Again, being able to share our history through song as with the songs of Mary, Zechariah, and Simeon. There is so much we can learn through singing the songs of our faith and so much that we can pass on. The words can be light and joyful or they can be sorrowful and lamenting. One song can tell the breadth of the story. Many of the carols we sing at Christmas also tell of the pain and suffering of Jesus, not just his birth. So as this year comes to a close, you may be happy to see it go, or sad, but I pray you take time to look back and see where God was present to you. In a broad stroke, it may not be apparent, but look for the faithfulness of God. It is always there. Let the faithfulness of God and the power of the Holy Spirit encourage and strengthen you for the year ahead. And whatever comes, know that God is with you in all of it, whether it's painful, sorrowful, or joy-filled. Be as patient and steadfast as Simeon, waiting and looking for the light to come in. The songs that we sing during this season are sung a few times, and then we put them away till next year, but we remember them. So we have the privilege of singing the songs that have been passed on to us today, us ordinary everyday people, as we claim the words that bind us together, words of God's faithfulness, of God with us. And today we'll sing these songs, and as we do, I want you to sing out. I see a lot of, a few choir members here that will help bolster us. But also as you're singing, pay attention to the words. The words tell more than just what we hear in the song. Amen. <laughs> 